This week on the show, photographer Steve Brokaw. I'm model Roxanne Kelly. And I'm photographer Brian Fisher. And this is Twip Glam. Hey, Roxanne. How's it going? Uh, doing great. How are, are you? I'm happy to be back on the air. You? Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> it's been a long time. For those that are new to us, we are returning after a very long hiatus from our previous show. Too long. And uh, we're happy to jump back into it with Steve Brokaw. Welcome to the show, Steve. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Roxanne. It's really nice to be back on the show with you. Awesome. I ran into Steve while attending the Out of Chicago conference, mm -hmm. and um, we got along great. And I thought that was fun. That's going to be our first person right there. Awesome. Right. <laughs> so, um, Steve is a commercial photographer, does mm -hmm. a lot of commercial fashion. And um, his work is sublime. So here he is. Steve, uh, tell us how you got into photography. First of all, sublime. I love it. You know, I don't think I've ever been called sublime before. So that's really nice. <laughs> uh, we'll, we're going to be proving that here shortly. Yes. <laughs> no, you know, I've been uh, doing photography as long as I can remember. And uh, I've been holding a camera pretty much my entire life. But over the last uh, about eight years, I got into uh, model photography and that's uh, moved on to more fashion and portfolio uh, work for both new and developing and uh, experienced models, mainly for their book, and a lot of work recently for social media, so social media images for both the models and for agencies. So I primarily work out of a uh, studio here in uh, downtown Indianapolis, and uh, I've been doing this almost nonstop, uh, like I said, for about the last uh, six to eight years. That's great. Yeah. So... How do you go about, um, because I, I've seen you obviously working in L.A., Chicago, mm -hmm. right. uh, how do you find those clients that are outside of your region? Yeah, I've, um, it's taken a while. I've, like I said, I've been doing this for eight years, but really for about the last four, um, it's been very, very active. So I'm just uh, connect with everybody socially. Um, I connect with people through my contacts. So uh, what I'll do is that I'll uh, work with other photographers that I know. And uh, let's say they come back from a trip to LA and they'll recommend, hey, we went to this location or we work with this agency or this client and uh, they'll introduce me or I'll just do a social media search and find out, let's say, uh, commercial agents in LA or commercial agents in New York. And I'll reach out to them and start a dialogue. And uh, occasionally, uh, not all the time, of course, I'd like it to be more often, but I would say 25% of the time there's some connection there. And so uh, they'll say, when you're in town, uh, look us up and we'll arrange something. So it's uh, generally been through word of mouth. And uh, now uh, it's gotten to the point of where uh, it, a lot of people are reaching out to me. So it's uh, starting to turn around slightly, but I still spend a lot of time uh, just using social media to connect up with people. That's great. It's a good avenue. Yeah, it works the, out pretty well. It, I think a lot of us have a hard time with that initial call. Mm -hmm. You know, call it up and saying, "Hey, I'm so and so. This right. is what I can do for you." Right. Exactly. That's really difficult for commercial clients. So if you're, let's say, trying to do a, a brand or a boutique, but if you have a a portfolio and if you lead with your portfolio and lead with a um, you know, a clean pitch. Uh, a lot of times, uh, at least they'll take a look at your work. I think also what you have to do, you have to make sure that you focus your uh, your contact with people that are interested in your type of work. So if you're 
uh, let's say, an editorial fashion photographer and you look at an agency's book and it's primarily editorial fashion, you might have an opportunity to go there. But if they do, uh, let's say, a lot of seniors work or uh, runway work and you have nothing that's in your portfolio that meets that, then it's going to be less of a chance that they'll connect up with you. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, definitely more than one book if you're trying to be in one, more than one field. I, I think so. I tend to be fairly focused. So my book tends to be pretty much what we're looking at tonight. And uh, so I try to be pretty focused on what I look at, uh, what I work with. It's primarily my strong suit. I do get into other things. Um, so other than fashion, I do portrait work. I do beauty work. But primarily uh, my bread and butter is the um, editorial fashion and portfolio work. Okay. I know. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's jump to our first photo. Let's do it. Beautiful. So pretty. <laughs> Brian's like, what is she going to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, what I was thinking is, is Roxanne does this pose. Yeah. <laughs> I really like her. Um, I like her wardrobe and her hair is so mm. pretty. Right. And those cheekbones. Yeah, this, uh, this was actually taken out in L.A. about uh, four months ago. And this was one of the deals where I reached out to a, an agency in uh, Los Angeles by the name of Willow Model Management. And um, I told them that I was going to be in town and I asked them to send, uh, you know, I was going to rent a studio. So I rented a studio in downtown L.A. and uh, rented it for two days. And we arranged for a series of models to come in and we just scheduled uh, like two-hour blocks of time, and it was almost like an assembly line. And uh, this young lady is, uh, is fairly experienced. She's young, but she's fairly experienced, and she was super easy to work with. She had uh, absolutely no uh, need to direct her. Uh, she knew her body. She knew her angles. She knew her poses, and she knew her lights. So um, it was really fun to work with her. That's always a, a knowing, knowing your angles is huge. It is. <laughs> And as a model, that's something that you have to learn kind of fast or else you don't make it anywhere. I, I agree, Roxanne. And the thing that I do is, like I said, I spend a lot of time, probably a quarter of my work is with uh, new faces or, or people that are in the development stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, I spend a lot of time directing and I've actually become quite good at it. And so what, what happens, unfortunately, with somebody uh, with, like Clementine here, um, is that I didn't have to direct her. And you almost feel a little uncomfortable when you've shot for 15 minutes and you have to send a thing yeah. uh, and the model just moves. So that's really makes it easy on the photographer. And it, the quality of the images show quite a bit too. Those are my favorite when you just click with a, mo with right. a photographer right. as a model and um, the whole shoot just goes flawlessly and you, you show, maybe the photographer shows you a picture here or there. And you're like, exactly. all right, yep, we're nailing it. This is what we were looking for. Right. And what I also like about uh, models like Clementine is that they can look at the mood board. And I always have a mood board when I shoot, or at least whether I've sent it in advance or I bring it to the shoot with me. And you say, hey, look, I want to try to get this type of look. And they're very good at trying to interpret the look and bend their, their body to the right angle or, or move their face to the light or let their hair flip a certain way or let the clothes lie a certain, uh, certain angle. And that's uh, why I like working with people like this. Definitely. So I'm. This looks like it's a, just a simple soft box over your head. Is there, I don't see any real fill underneath. It is, and what you're going to find, um, Brian and Roxanne, is most of the images that I'm going to show you tonight are basically one light setups, and that's what this was. So what I did was the studio is called FD Photo Studios in uh, downtown LA, 
and they had uh, all the equipment uh, that was rented. So I brought my own equipment, but I didn't use it. So I was actually using a, uh, I think it was a 53-inch Octobank and uh, some uh, Paul C. Buff uh, Einsteins for this look. And so there was actually a series of light, I mean, windows behind me. So this was a, a south-facing, uh, so the windows were north-facing. Uh, she was south-facing, so we had a little bit of fill from the windows. And uh, this was just a large octobox, uh, slightly to the right, so camera right, probably a little less than 45 degrees, and uh, probably 45 degrees high. So just to clarify, when you were saying you rented a studio, you got these models from an mm -hmm. agency, this Correct. is all for your own portfolio, for your own No, building. this is for theirs. So, oh, um, got it. So this, uh, so I was actually, they gave me the mood board. So they said, hey, these are the type of portfolios that we'd like to have for the models. So there were nine models, and uh, they uh, had most of them were uh, not brand new, but they were fairly new. Two or three of them were still in the development stage, and they had very specific looks. And I think one of the reasons why they wanted uh, to use me is, again, you'll see that most of my work is in black and white. And uh, they almost all had on the mood board, they wanted some black and white images for their portfolio. And so these actually are in their portfolio. Very nice. Get it. Moving out of the studio. Yep. Um, this was actually a shoot that we did for a local boutique here in town uh, that hired us to uh, do some of their fall fashion. And uh, we did this. This was actually uh, last summer. So it was shot in the summertime. And uh, we had a friend who had a, uh, a condominium that she was moving out of. So this was a photo shoot. I mean, this was shot in location uh, in an old condominium or a fairly new condominium. And this was all done with uh, natural light. So they, there was a bank of, of um, skylights above her. And the light was very, very strong. So it was coming directly over. Uh, so what we did throughout the shoot, we were just moving the model around the light. And... Um, it was uh, it was an interesting shoot because it was summertime. It was fairly hot, and so they were wearing sweaters and jackets and scarves, and uh, starting to sweat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, it, and I was uh, perspiring quite heavily too because the place wasn't air conditioned because they had shut it down. Oh, no. And uh, it was it was an interesting shoot, but we got some really good looks, and all of it was natural light. Yeah, the reflected light really does bring out her jawline. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, what we did was we had a, um, a series of reflectors. So the reflectors were camera right. The light was coming in almost directly overhead. And you can kind of see how on on her left side, so camera right, um, you see a little bit of shadow. The light was so was so strong. And so there was actually a reflector that filled that in or it would have been pitch black. I see. The, uh, yeah, the, the uh, why sweaters in the middle of summer? Well, oh, it was for, for fall, fall fashion. fashion. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, I missed that, that bit. The um, the place that hired him wanted to do got a fashion it, element for their fall right. collection. Yeah, this was for a boutique. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that uh, you get a lot of people taking stuff off. I've done jackets once before, and it was like, jacket on, jacket off. Jacket yeah, on, yeah. jacket off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, with wardrobe choices... I always feel like the opposite. I'm never warm at a shoot. I'm always cold. <laughs> well, it's true. And that's what we do actually in the studio is in the summertime, it's actually hotter for me. Um, but it's always a little warmer, uh, you know, because 
uh, people are changing. They've got the fans going. Uh, it tends to be a little cooler for the models. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we always keep it a little warmer. And then the summertime, in the wintertime, it's always cranked up pretty hot. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always cold. Yeah. I love the makeup on this um, on this model. I feel like they had to have accentuated her cheekbones. They I was going to say, those, those cheekbones, they really come out and grab you. That's crazy. A actually, not that much. I mean, every image obviously is post-processed. Um, but this is a this was a really interesting shoot. And uh, so what I do is once a month, there's a local agency here in town um, that has a, a model boot camp every, every month. So they have uh, new models that come in anywhere from four to ten models. And I'm on her her cycle list, so I'm usually every other month or every month uh, they'll bring the new models in, and I give a presentation on what it's like to work with a photographer, what it's like to work in a studio, what a how to do it professionally, the business of, of photography, and then we do a photo shoot. And the photo shoot is basically uh, to show them what it's like to work with a photographer. Well, this gal, um, her name's Kiona, was amazing. First time we shot with her. And she had, um, she was a very tall but very slender model. Um, and I mean, I just like instantaneously said, wow, we've, I've got a test with her. So about a week later, I reached out to the, the agency and uh, she came in and um, I had one of my uh, go-to makeup artists come in and, and uh, make her up. And uh, I asked her just to bring in a bunch of clothes. And so uh, sh she just layered things up. And I this, love it. <laughs> uh, we actually, I actually used her three weeks later for an editorial um, magazine that uh, was published. So um, it was just, you know, she just has this look, very edgy, very hard. Her hair was very wild. Mm -hmm. um, but the way this was lit was uh, we had a 27-inch octabank, I mean a deep octa, and it was approximately uh, directly over, so direct to access to camera. And it was approximately six feet high aiming down at her. So the chiseling of her jawline was primarily due to shadowing. Got it. Yeah, the, the deeper octoboxes tend to put out relatively linear light. Right. You know, it, it doesn't tend to have that very soft look the shallow ones do. Right. I really like the sort of the darkness of the mm -hmm. jacket around the edges, then the lighter denim, looks like denim. Yeah. And then the black shirt, it makes these two vertical lines that um, they sort of define her more than you would normally see the definition mm -hmm. by the outer line of your, your subject. Yeah. And even though she's lifting up her shirt, that's not what you focus on. Yeah. I, right. I didn't it's, even recognize it at first. I was, yeah. I, it took me a minute to go, oh, belly button. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now, I like that, that it draws you to her face and then your eyes go down from there. Yeah. Right. And that's why if you look at her face, it's a lot brighter than her belly. Um, and the jacket has got the lighting from, uh, you know, the angle of the light. And the way I position uh, her off the background, about eight feet off the background, you get a little bit of spill onto the background, but not much, mm -hmm. um, just enough to cut her out. So uh, not much, not a whole lot of post-processing on this image. Yeah, I those cheekbones on the jaw create such a striking V mm -hmm. shape mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and a triangle with the eyes. And of course, your eyes go to triangles. Right. Um, it, it really works. Uh, it I like really it a does. Lot. <laughs> yeah. I know this person. You do? Well, yeah. she was at the class. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, um, she's a, a professional model uh, based in Chicago, and she actually reached out to me probably about, I'm going to say four months ago, 
and uh, she wanted some work, some more edgy work for her portfolio. A lot of her portfolio is very soft, um, uh, glam, and so she wanted some more uh, edginess. So I told her to bring some black jackets and white t-shirts and black shirts, and um, you know, just let her hair go wild. So I brought in a, a go-to makeup artist that I use and uh, hairstylist, and uh, we just went to you know really went to work on her eyes, darkened them up, darkened her lips up, uh, you know, messed around with her hair. And um, Gabia is uh, got the most amazing ability to to pose and emote. It's uh, it's stunning. So I actually hired her for the Out of Chicago uh, workshop. So she was one of the models for us uh, that Brian got to work with. Nice. And uh, so she was really good. Yeah, just superb. I, actually, it kind of felt like cheating. <laughs> like, yes. I'm just going to stand here and hold the camera and let amazing things happen in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's that's so important. I mean, uh, especially in the modeling world, it's very easy to do standard posing, you know, the emotion, the part lip. Uh, but what somebody like this, she can do so many expressions. She can change her look on a dime. You can be talking and laughing, and then the camera comes up and she gets back into uh, uh, camera mode. Uh, and she can, you know, she can growl, she can yell, she can do all types of looks. It's really stunning how uh, how much emotion she can pull out of a look. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed shooting with her. I did some stuff where I was trying to get outside of the box of what the other people in the class were doing. Right. And she just followed right along without any right. issues. It was it was pretty refreshing, actually. Yeah, and, and that is true because if you're in a workshop and you're working with a model, um, and I brought in three models, so there'd be a little bit of uh, variation. But I figured that most people would be uh, having a lot of the same looks with the same model, even though we did three different lighting looks. And what was nice is when I looked through some of the portfolios of the images, um, uh, Gabia had completely different looks with every photographer, and it's just because she really knows how to work it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Okay, I understand now. It just looks like she had a garters on, but it's that's where exactly the, what I thought. Where the rips in the I pants was like, that are? Is the most unusual Torn choice. <laughs> yeah, it's just because they're both around the same areas on her yep. legs. That's too funny. <laughs> yeah, this was a test. This is um, this is Gracie. She's actually based. Uh, she's out in LA now. She was uh, local, and uh, she uh, wanted some work for a portfolio. And again, she had a, uh, a what I would call a fairly good but standard portfolio, a lot of the stuff that you'd normally see. And uh, she wanted to put in a little bit more edginess, a little bit black and white, uh, a little bit to show her angles, uh, mess her hair up a little bit. Uh, so she came in and we just did the same type of work. This was one light. As you can probably tell by the shadowing, it's uh, camera, the, the light is camera right. Uh, this is uh, lit with a an Ellen Cron studio light, and it's got a 43-inch octobank, and uh, camera right about six feet high and uh, aiming down at her. And I've got her probably set about eight feet away from uh, the background. It's just fashion gray background. And the light is probably about four feet away from her, and I'm standing right in front of the light. Mm -hmm. And so um, you... Because of the size of the light, you, you know, I'm not casting a shadow and you're getting a nice soft look. And because of the, the majority of the hot spot is on her face, she, it's a little crisper up there. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's, uh, she was, again, very good. She's got a very, uh, what I would call a European look to her. So a lot of angles, edginess. And so she was really good to work with. So she's now out in L.A. Nice. Um, presuming this is a full frame camera, what, uh, what focal length are you, you kind of favoring? 
I, I have three lenses I go with. So I'm shooting uh, with a 50 millimeter 1.4, so Zoll Nikon kit. I shoot with a 24 to 70 2.8, and then a 70 to 200. And on this, I'm shooting at the 24 to 70, and I'm at about 50 millimeters. Okay. So I'm standing probably about six feet away from her. Yeah, you're pretty um, close in. Right. So generally what I'll do is that I, uh, the t close stuff, I'll use the 50 millimeter mid, uh, mid body, nine by 12 full frame. I mean, full body, I'll go with the 24 to 70. And then for beauty work and tight port portfolio work, I'll do the 70 to 200. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I tend to like to be at about 85 millimeters mm -hmm. indoor. Right. And then uh, I shoot a lot of outdoor glamoury stuff on beaches and I end up at 135. Right. And stick with the little lightweight primes. Primes are great. They're, they're lightweight. Uh, the focal lengths are just amazing. Uh, they're, the aperture is great. Now, the thing that's interesting for me, I primarily shoot with a fairly tight aperture. So almost everything that's, that you're seeing tonight is in the F8, F9 range. Um, so I'm really... I have a pretty tight aperture on these things. So what's good for me is that I move around a lot when I shoot. And because it's uh, such a good depth of field, I can step in a foot, step back a foot, and it still stays in focus. Nice. nice. So the shirt is semi-transparent. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Modeling a little bit. View. Yeah. Does that bug you ever? No, I think it's usually better that way. You like it. It's yeah, a little it, bit like a tease. Yeah, the mm -hmm. the the white shirt, the white button down will will never go out of style. It's the right. Levi's of the modeling world. Yeah. Um. The uh, but I like it. It's it works nicely here. It if you had gone with an opaque white, mm -hmm. it would have been too hot. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, you got this nice little lines of outline. You know, her arms look so long. <laughs> They do look long. Is she I tall? Bet she has really long legs. She is a very tall girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, most of the people that I work with are what I would call traditionally editorial fashion size, you know, 5'9 or taller. Um, most of the gals are size 0 to size 4, I would say. And um, so that's so most of the people are pretty long and lanky. It's uh, kind of difficult for me sometimes because I'm I'm a shorter guy. I'm only about five nine, mm -hmm. and so uh, almost always I'm looking up. So I've I put the apple boxes to good use. I stand on those regularly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one I like. I like the texture added by um, shadows like this, mm -hmm. and and the light coming through a screen or whatever it is, like a window. Right. Yeah, this is a model that I work, I've worked with probably 20 times. She's a, um, a friend of mine that I've worked with probably for the last four years. Okay. And uh, she has uh, gone through a lot of physical changes, you know, long hair, short hair. Um, she's, uh, her, she's gotten taller. Uh, you know, she's lost weight. Uh, so over those times, you know, we've worked together to get different images. And I'd say three-quarters of the work that I've done with her. Um, is in studio, but she had uh, she had an interest in doing some work uh, with window lights. So um, we actually were in her grandmother's house and uh, was just sitting in a room, and uh, it was just uh, a window light, and we had uh, brought her mirror in from her bedroom, and so she's kind of leaning up against a mirror that uh, my assistant is just kind of hidden behind it and just propping it up, 
And so that's just pure window light. So it's got reflected light from the mirror and it's the window light coming across. And if I were to take that image with the window closed, it would be pitch black. So um, the only lighting is that window. Yeah, it was uh, clever to use the mirror. Mm. Yeah, the mirror looks almost like it's it's distorted. Mm-hmm. Bent. Yeah, it's bent a little bit. It's one of those uh, cheap ones you probably get at Kmart, and okay. it's uh, in a real cheap frame. So I have a guy that's actually standing behind it, holding it, and so she's leaning up against the top of it, so it's bowed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes I sense. I figured it was either really old or really cheap. No, yeah. no I think it's really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Her lips kind of get funky in the shadow. Everything else yeah. I like. Yeah, I'll, I I would say that, but it's one of the things that that drew me, my eyes. I yeah, looked. no, for sure. Yeah, this this was a series I probably took. Uh, we shot probably for about two hours um, in this room, sitting on the floor, sitting on chairs, sitting on a bed, moving the mirror around. <clears throat> and what I found is that the the images either worked or they didn't work. So it's where the lines of the shadow fell, and a lot of them look like. She had black eyes. A lot of them looked like she had no lips. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was tough selecting, but this actually worked out really well. So uh, several of these images went into her portfolio. Nice. Excellent. Good for her. Love it. Yeah. Oh, man. This model makes me want to go and take pictures. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, I see wet hair in your future. Yeah. I like this look. She looks kind mm. of innocent, yet like a child almost. But the way she's, her facial expressions portray something completely different. Like yeah, she has this, a secret. Um, this is a, a model. Her name's Cattery, and she works with an agency that's based out of St. Louis, but she's up in uh, the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And um, what's interesting is that she is actually a fitness model, so she's uh, very, very fit. But she's actually unlike a lot of the models I work with. She's... she's um, about five six, I would say. So she's a little. I wouldn't say a little shorter. She's tall, but she's proportionally perfect for her size. Mm-hmm. But of besides, the, you know, in the images we're looking at tonight, um, besides Gabia, she's probably got the best ability to emote. And so um, we just ask her to, you know, give this kind of an innocent look. And so we uh, wanted to kind of have it as an opposite towards the way we had her made up. So we wet her hair down and. You know, a lot of people think you just put, you know, water in her hair. That's not. That probably took an hour to get it that way. Yeah. That's with mousse and mm-hmm. uh, a hairstylist and a hairstylist assistant to get it that way and really did a heavy uh, dose of makeup, really darkened her eyes up quite a bit. And then we said, okay, now give us a very innocent type look. And so this uh, image was actually uh, shot with a, um, a pro photo light. And so the camera was, I mean, the, the light was approximately, uh, I would say, four feet away from her. And it was uh, on plane with the lens, and it was a, just over my head, just aiming slightly down. So you get a, a nice shadow and even shadowing on both sides of her face. Um, so, yeah, she was great. So we did a, probably about six or seven looks with her. And this was, again, this was a test uh, for the agency for her portfolio. So she was great to work with. Yeah, the, the hands yes, are amazing. Yes, I was amazing. just going to say that. <laughs> I, they, they climb to the subject, which is, mm-hmm. and then the hair creates that again linear lines coming back mm. down and you just stare right at her lips mm-hmm. it's pretty mm. amazing well a lot of yeah, times that- that's one of the most challenging things about modeling is what do you do with your hands you know it's like that movie i don't know what to do with my hands yeah 
Yeah, Roxanne, I was going to say the same thing yeah, that, you know, if you, you can get somebody that knows how to pose and does a great job posing, but then you look back through the images and you see their hands are in a fist or their hands are strange. And so the ability to just to hold your hand a certain way is amazing. And she was great at it. And she knows how to play it, too. I mean, you want their <laughs> angles to be mm -hmm. um, making your hands narrow. You don't want right. to do this or, you know, that's something Brian taught me, actually. Yeah, one of the... Uh... One of the things I've actually found is that if I ask a model, particularly a new one, to make their hands look awkward, it mm -hmm. has the exact opposite effect. Yeah. As That's a matter of so fact, when I, try to, when I do a shoot, I'll always do a, a, a tight shoot like this so it'll be chest up. And I always ask the model to bring their hands to their face. So, you know, put your palm, your palm to me, uh, touch your lips, uh, you know, slowly bring your hand across your face. Um, you know, stop, go fast, and uh, you'll get a few shots. And it seems like people who know, you know, how to open their hands up properly, it's uh, you can get just an amazing look. And again, they kind of giggle a lot of times, especially new models, thinking that it looks really stupid. But you can hit it every once in a while; it just looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just it's a superb image, and I think the choice of a little softer, closer in light mm -hmm. makes it. Yeah, that if that had been a harder line around her jaw it would have distracted from the hands right. and the hands need to stay, stay the, the sharp element. Mm. This is almost like a horror movie where she's the kid. Just a little. <laughs> right. Doesn't it remind Just you of that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is beautiful. Is it windy also. or did you uh, move your model around? No, this is actually in studio. And so I have a, uh, a hair fan. Okay. Uh, sitting camera left and the way I've done this is this uh, was for her portfolio and so I'd actually take this uh, fan and it's probably I'm going to say uh, a little bit bigger than a, an office type fan so it's a standard hair fan and I actually mounted it onto a c-stand so I just hooked the um, the handle onto a c-stand and propped it up probably about three feet away from her and turned it on low and uh, and just had her, you know, shake her hair her hair around and had the hairstylist come in and pull the hair apart a little bit. And so you just try to get a little bit so it kind of frames in her face. Mm -hmm. And I actually asked her to pull her chin down just slightly so I could focus on her eyes. And that, uh, so the hair just kind of went under her chin. And uh, I thought we nailed it on that one. Definitely. Very nice. It's all you can see is that triangle of her face. And that's really mm. neat. I had somebody suggest using a commercial, um, like a, a carpet uh, cleaning fan mm -hmm. with a, a speed control on it. You know, the, it's the big squirrel cage right. fan you see the people drawing things with. But then using a, a commercial speed control to bring it down to a reasonable level. Hmm. And that apparently that's very quiet, very pleasant to be around in your studio hmm. compared to some poor little fan working like crazy. Yeah, this uh, this fan, the nice thing about this, and again, that's if you don't have an assistant, you know, you have your fan on the floor, you're going to blow the hair up, and sometimes you don't want that. So this fan is uh, very portable. It's powerful, very, very powerful. As a matter of fact, I always ask the models at the beginning, you know, do you wear contacts? Because if they do, I actually ask them to close their eyes until I shoot and say, okay, now open them. Um, or if not, they're blinking. Yeah, and, that's uh, exactly what I was going to say, actually. Right. I was going to add that when you're behind that fan, it is very mm -hmm. uncomfortable for your eyes. <laughs> it is. It is. Especially if and, you have lighter eyes or sensitive eyes. Right. But, you know, you can use all types of things to move hair. I've seen people use, uh, uh, like, lawn we uh, leaf blowers. I've seen people use just uh, hair dryers. I've seen people use uh, 
you know, foam cord boards and have somebody flap it. Um, but this seemed, I've had this fan for about three years and it works perfectly for me. And like I said, I just mount it on a C stand and uh, have it about head height to her and just blow it straight across. Yeah, the technique of looking down and then coming mm-hmm. up is, well, on, on, in the beach world, we use that all the time just because of the sun. Right. But I can imagine uh, for a little fan protection, that's great. Yeah, it works out well. Oh, man, this model is stunning. Yeah, I I, uh, I love that hair. Yeah, the hair's really cool. It <laughs> looks like, a, what's it called? Um, fishtail. Mm-hmm. You would know that. I would not. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a backwards braid. <laughs> Yeah, this actually was a shoot for a uh, hair salon. So uh, there's a local salon. It's actually, uh, they have uh, locations in L.A. They have locations elsewhere, but they have a couple locations here, and they're based here. It's called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And (laughs) um, so we had a, uh, was hired to, they had a bunch of um, hairstylists work with a bunch of models. And they were all taking pictures in like in front of like concrete walls. They had pictures in front of uh, uh, sweeps, uh, sitting in the chair. And I wanted to try to do something different. So I actually took this model and uh, walked across the street into a tattoo parlor. Uh, So this is actually in a tattoo parlor in the back on a, so she's sitting on one of the uh, tables where they would do uh, piercings. So. Um, I just walked around her and took pictures. It's almost like uh, like going into a carny shop. There's images everywhere. But this one was a tight one, and the idea was, was to focus on the hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was lit with a simple uh, Westcott Rapid Box uh, with a, a speed light. And uh, it was uh, pretty far away to make it a little punchier and uh, so that we could drop off the light in the back. And so, yeah, she was great. And, again, they... She was heavily made up, so the jawline was heavily chiseled with uh, makeup, and uh, you know, obviously, she had red make uh, red lips on. So when we put it to black and white, it turns almost jet black. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was great; she did an amazing job. Her lips are wow the the shape of them mm-hmm. is exotic. Yeah, is that the model or the makeup artist? That's the model. Okay, I like the way that it uh, her face mirrors the face in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, that's we did that on purpose. I bet. Well, you have to do most things on purpose to get them to look right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to have it in your, you know, you. I think you really need it in your head what you want to try to accomplish, especially if you're shooting for somebody. Mm-hmm. Even though I do a lot of testing, uh, where it's for my portfolio, uh, if you have a client or a uh, model that wants something for the portfolio, we always put together a mood board. And we always try to work off that mood board to say, okay, she wants this type of look or he wants this type of look. And we'll always go through to make sure that we get it. And this was the type of look that the uh, that they wanted. Um, they did ask me just to go and try to represent my style. So that's why I made a little edge here where everybody else was more color, a little bit more focus on the hair. This I just wanted a kind of a impression of the, of the hair. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, she looks kind of sad too, forlorn. Well, yeah. as does the picture behind her. Yes, it's very yep. mood setting. That's great. Fantastic. Thanks. Well, this is one of the only ones that hasn't been black and white. That's true. Yeah, this um, actually, uh, this was, again, this was for uh, the a clothing line. So uh, I was actually doing, I was a second shooter for this look. So uh, I was actually assisting one uh, photographer. And then during the next change, she would assist me. And so this was for a, a clothing line based in L.A. 
And so they send in a bunch of uh, clothing that we work with a one agent, uh, one model, and uh, they actually wanted this in color. So um, what I do is when I shoot, I actually shoot specifically for black and white or for color. Mm -hmm. So if I'm shooting black and white, the lighting is going to be different than if I shoot for color. So I generally don't shoot for color and then switch it to black and white. Um, mm -hmm. So this was intended to be color. And uh, so uh, she was very tall, very lanky. Uh, it's got a really good look. And I just basically had her stand and just say, okay, now kind of look look completely bored and disinterested. <clears throat> so I think we got this really nice look. And that's uh, on her hair. That's actually a uh, one of those uh, scarves. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's called a universal scarf or a infinity scarf. And infinity, just told her yeah. to pull it up over her head. That's awesome. And I thought it made it kind of a cool looking hoodie. Yeah, it did. Yeah, the funny thing is, even though it is a color image, everything but the flesh tones is black and white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or grays, but still, that's too funny. Which, if this was 10 years ago, somebody would be like, I did this in Photoshop. <laughs> it was a red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad yeah. we're past that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you won't see any of those in my, my, you know, where everything's black and white except the lips that yeah. are red. Yeah. No, you're not going to see that. Appreciate not, not. <laughs> we did that in photography class in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except I did it with a black and white picture and then the uh, the dyes and a little tiny paintbrush. <laughs> oh, that's, this is going to be in color. Oh, how uh, funny. <laughs> I just love this image. Well, well first classic. She's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She is. But um, I like the way you've let the light just completely fall off of her mm -hmm. shirt to where it's just a silhouette. Mm -hmm. And because... Honestly, people with darker skin tones can be a real challenge in black and white because uh, if you have a background that is medium gray or a mm -hmm. shirt that's medium gray, their skin tones can disappear on you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And this was, a, this was a challenging shoot because I was hired by an agency down in uh, Houston. So I went down to Houston and shot uh, a lot of their models. And I rented a studio that I'd never been into. I didn't know what I was what I was getting myself into in terms of the quality of the studio, the equipment they had, um, the lighting, the uh, the diffusers, the uh, modifiers. So uh, I was a little bit uh, un. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but um, it worked out perfectly. And this uh, model was, like you said, she was stunning. Uh, just very, very beautiful, even skin, very ebony looking. Um, and uh, so this, again, this was shot up against a gray background. Um, and uh, we just had her stand probably about three feet away from the background. That's why it's a little bit lighter. And this was a pro photo uh, light uh, camera left. And you can see by the shadowing on her face is open a little bit more on, on camera left than it is camera right. And uh, the diffuser was, I mean, the modifier was about straight on to her. She was very tall, about 6'2". Wow. And um, so... Yeah, she was beautiful. Very, very full lips. Uh, the makeup artist did a really nice job on her. And so I really liked the way it came out. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's a very classic look. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 it truly is. I, I can find no fault. Yeah. It, it's perfect. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> I like it. Her hands, again, I like her hands in this. Um, this was actually, again, for her portfolio. She's actually a... Um, a, a personal trainer so she's a dancer personal trainer very very fit and so her entire portfolio was basically in studio uh, you know with uh, leotards on or to, to show off her 
you know, her muscles and her fitness or dancing type of uh, looks. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted something a little bit more editorial for a portfolio. Mm -hmm. So when she hired me, she said, I don't want to, I don't want everything in studio. So I actually walked her outside of my studio, which is in a big industrial uh, building and uh, just leaned her up against a brick wall. And uh, those are just lights that are coming across from some industrial light banks that were off, off to camera left. And I just asked her to look into it. And so you can see it was really punchy, very edgy. Mm -hmm. So those shadows were just uh, just light that was there. It's nicely, well, it's nicely managed given that it is uh, pseudo-natural light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. You use what you're given. I like right. the, the shadow on the side of her face creates this nice little... S, almost a Coca-Cola mm. S with the lighting on the hair. Right. <laughs> Intentional or just, just kind of happened? That, um, what I actually asked her to do was I said, look, bring your hand up to your face and start so that you're looking, so you're actually looking away from me. So she'd be looking over her, her right shoulder. And I said, just slowly start turning your face to me. And so as she was turning her face, I asked her to keep her hand to her mouth and just slowly turn her face to me. And so we shot, um, and the idea was I wanted to try to get a look so the shadowing would just, would just highlight her eyes just enough. And so her right eye would start to show peek out a little bit. And so I'd get a little bit of chiseling on her nose. Um, she had a very uh, pronounced nose, so I wanted to, get a very, wanted to lengthen out her nose by the way the shadow worked. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was intentional. That is, it's it's well done, and literally just a few degrees, and that nose could go south on you. It could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, harsh light is is hard to control that way. It is, and uh, one of the reasons why this is in black and white was that, you know, I'm working studio, so I control my light completely. I can control the color temperature, but here, um, I don't know what color temperature that light was coming in, but it was completely funky, and the walls were kind of this... Uh, industrial green and so um, I was getting all types of color tones and it was bouncing off her face so that sounds great That's... yeah <laughs> so you know black and white was on purpose for that yeah I would imagine probably like a sodium vapor or some yeah. kind of bizarre light something I don't know I do not know who came up with sodium vapor and went this seems like a great idea <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, and that's the that's our run of pictures. Yeah, it was great, great. having you on the show. I'm really happy yeah, with all your images. We're so cool. Beautiful, beautiful work. Yeah. Thanks, um, guys. We, we want to continue to talk to you about your future. Where are you going to take this from here? Well, I, you know, like I said, I have a day job, so I've got a full finance job that takes about 60 hours a week, but I still put in 20 to 30 hours a week uh, on the photography side. And uh, so I shoot during the weekends, and I have no immediate plans to uh, change that. So what I do is that I uh, regularly, usually booked up about two months in advance, and I schedule usually a shoot uh, once a quarter, either out to L.A. or New York or Chicago, and then I uh, schedule that out. So for the foreseeable future, um, that's what I try to do. So um, right now, it's primarily developed more um, what I'll call higher-end agencies, work with uh, more editorial style models and, uh, you know, obviously try to get more paying clients. And uh, so it, right now it's, it's on a good trajectory and I just want to keep it going. That's awesome. Well, it's yeah. good to have a, a hobby to keep you busy. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's a little bit more than a hobby, hobby, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's advanced hobbyists. And, you know, I, I've 
you know, I've got a studio and so uh, got to pay that. So it's uh, it's worked out really well so far. Well, where's your favorite locations to shoot besides your studio? Um, yeah, you know, the studio is great because I can control everything, but it's very standard. Um, I've actually enjoyed going out to L.A. quite a bit for a couple of reasons. One is that you have in one day, you can have the beach, you can have uh, gritty industrial, you can have city life, you can have everything. And access to uh, studio equipment and studios are very easy. Um, access to uh, shooting outside, shooting in the streets is very easy. And also, uh, there's a abundance of, uh, of designers, there's abundance of fashion available, and there's abundance of really high-end models. So for me, that's been uh, where I've enjoyed working with the most. Um, but also Chicago is, for me, it's physically very close. Uh, again, it's it's got a good reputation in the model industry. All the major agencies are represented there. It tends to be a little bit more expensive, surprisingly. And um, the uh, the quality of the studios, I just haven't been able to find as many good studios. But uh, so right now, I think the best place I like shooting outside of my own studio is probably in L.A. Okay. Very probably cool. more for the weather, too, Indianapolis. <laughs> Compared to LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's very even. I like it out there. Nice. So uh, I, I had the opportunity to take a class from you and, and really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, are you looking at uh, doing more teaching? I am. Um, I do at least once a month. I do a new model boot camp. So there's a regular routine uh, workshop that I give. I've done a few workshops uh, here in town where uh, you know I bring usually four to six people together and do somewhat like what we did in the out of Chicago. So yeah, I have on my schedule at least twice a year to do a, a workshop, and uh, what what's becoming is more specialized. Uh, so very similar to what we did up and out of Chicago, where you have uh, professional models come in and you do headshots, you do full body, you do commercial, you do editorial work. So it's. Um, we'll probably do that more and more. Uh, it's uh, the demand uh, is probably more than my ability to do it right now from a time standpoint because doing a workshop takes a lot of time to organize, mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of time to schedule, and you have to do it right or your your uh, participants go away saying they wasted their money. So I want to have people get their money's worth. So it takes a lot of planning, and right now the time I can only do two to three a year. Yeah. Well, as um as the show grows and yep. we have a larger base, uh, we would love to support you in, uh, especially if you're going to come out to LA and do any sort of a thing, we would, sure. we would be on hand for you without oh, be hesitation. Great. For sure. And well, uh, having an audience I'd, may help. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. And you know, Brian, your skill in working on uh, more of beach type work, natural light uh, is something that, you know, is a real area that I need to fill in. So, you know, I could learn a lot from you. Well, come on up. I got a couch. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So, Love it. What's the best way for people to reach out and contact you? Well, I'm I'm super active on social media. Um, I love it. Um, I stay in contact with people with that. So um, beyond social media, the easiest way to contact me is through my uh, commercial website. So it's a uh, Squarespace site. It's uh, www.stephenbrokawphotography.com. And... Uh, I can be accessed on Facebook, so just under my name, Stephen Brokaw, or Stephen Brokaw Photography, and 
Uh, I put all my work, what I'm doing, uh, when I'm going to be at different locations. I, so those are really the best ways to get me through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram's taking off uh, for for me, and I mean, I use that a lot. So uh, almost everything's under my name. So Stephen Brokaw. Excellent. Excellent. In a future segment on the show, we're going to be showcasing some of our audience's work. If you'd like to have your work critiqued, send it to us at twipglam at gmail.com. The best way to contact us is through thisweekinphoto.com. Click on the contact link, select our show, and send us a message. Thanks again to the TWIP School for sponsoring this episode, and we will see you next week.